Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to it. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Our commander-in-chief, of course, was off this weekend celebrating Rosh Hashanah because he's Jewish. Right? Isn't he Jewish this week? I'm not sure. You know, of all the people who could be uh, Jewish, Joe Biden, the least Jewish people I've uh, could be the the, mo- the least Jewish person I've ever met. I mean, he's not very Catholic. I'll tell you that. I'm Catholic, but I'm going to tell you, as far as uh, Jewish is concerned, Joe Biden is the antithesis of Jewish. I know Jewish people. Uh, Joe Biden is not even close to being Jewish. It's it's just not even funny how un-Jewish he is. There's just, but he, of course, said he uh, he's celebrating uh, Rosh Hashanah when he was growing up, and when he wasn't going to the black church, uh, he was going to uh, the synagogue, <laughs> and he wasn't going to the synagogue. He was driving a truck, and he was Filipino, and when he wasn't that, he was this. It's uh, it's quite remarkable, the president of the United States. But uh, I'll get to all of that very shortly on the show. <clears throat> also, uh, I don't know about you. But, uh, you know, the holidays are coming up and uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. And I'm never going to listen to the song Over the River and Through the Woods to Grandmother's House We Go uh, without thinking of Lauren Boebert in a theater. I mean, honestly, she's 36 years old. She's a grandmother, which in my family is not uncommon. It's actually uh, 36 years old. It's probably getting right up there. It's like, why don't you have any grandchildren yet? It's, it's kind of like that because we're Catholic and all that. I have a nephew. Literally, I have a nephew who just turned 50, to give you an idea. And my my great-nephew had his wedding this weekend, and he's uh, 26. So not uncommon for people in my family to become grandparents in their 30s. (laughs) But here's Lauren Boebert, kind of breaking the stereotype instead of sitting there and knitting and making cookies for your your grandkids. Uh, She's playing a little bit of grab-ass in the theater. Uh, You know... (laughs) Honestly, and apparently she might have vaped or something. She might have vaped. In Colorado, I, uh, pot is legal. So I don't think it's pot that causes you to uh, read down the dress of uh, the person sitting next to you in a the- theatrical production of Beetlejuice. But um, apparently it is. So 
over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. And then also, by the way, uh, we also know that uh, motherhood is changing, too. We got a Virginia candidate for... Uh, for uh, the legislature who had a porn channel where she got paid to perform sex acts. She asked for tips when she was getting, you know, sex acts performed on her or she was doing them herself or on him or whatever. And now some people are saying that in the Commonwealth of Virginia, what she did was prostitution. And uh, my immediate thought for that was... What a perfect fit to get in the legislature. I mean, honestly, if you're going to sell yourself out uh, for uh, the paltry deeds, I'm thinking that uh, this could be the next step, you know, prostitution, and then you can prostitute yourself in the legislature, except for you get paid. You know, they uh, donate money to your campaign, and then you vote the way they want. So it's kind of like prostitution, right? Either way. Except for with this case, uh, uh, she gets screwed in the prostitution thing, and you get screwed if you elect her. You see what I mean? It's kind of that way. So uh, anyway, Joe Biden uh, said he was Jewish. We'll get to that. He also uh, insulted black people again. He, he did it again. You know why? Because he's old-timey racist, right? Now, you know, my, my father, he was a World War II veteran, and he was not a racist man. Uh, he had many of his co-workers were uh, people who weren't just white guys. We used to have a friend of ours, his name, uh, George Nelson. He'd come out to our house. He's a black guy and his wife. They'd come out and have dinner and they bring their little kid. And, you know, I was like seven and he was, uh, he was about the same age. And his name, his nickname was Chip. They called him Chip, whatever. And uh, we hung out with Chip and uh, we didn't think twice about it. But every once in a while, you know, old relatives will say something that's kind of dated. He would never use the N-word. He'd never call anybody N-word. That's not the way my dad was. But it Occasionally, he'd say, oh, you know, and my mom would too. She'd say, those Irish, you know, they're always getting drunk and getting into fights. You know, that kind of old-timey racist kind of stuff that really isn't that important at all. Because, uh, you know, uh, if you ever watch, uh, what was the movie with uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, uh, Grand Torino, and the barbershop, and they just giving each other crap about their racial ethnicity. It, because you know why? As a joke. Because you're in the great American melting pot and and you uh, and you uh, are proud to be an American. You can tease each other about you know your ethnicity. It's really not that big a deal. My son did that when he was in Maryland. He went to a school where like the, only ten percent white, and all of his friends would come over. They give each other crap. You know, like one of the kids would say, "Well, at least, will at least, uh, you know, you can't jump and you can't dance because my son's a white guy." And the black kid would tell him that, and and then the one of the the Asian kid would tell the Indian kid, "Well, at least my dad doesn't work in a convenience store." I'm not saying this. I'm just saying that's what they used to say, and they would make fun of each other because it was not, not a big deal. But Joe Biden is just just old and racist. This isn't old timey racist. This is just like old timey, really racist, racist. Because uh, Joe Biden also was friends with many uh, very, very uh, sincere racists in the Senate as well. So when Joe Biden says this, it's not just lovingly out of whatever. He legitimately thinks that black people and Hispanic people are stupid and uneducated. And then if you don't believe me, listen to what Joe Biden says about, uh, about black and Hispanic people. We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, workers without high school diplomas, the lowest unemployment rate in 70 years for women now. There you go. So uh, he basically said uh, blacks and Hispanics and then went on to say that they were uneducated. You see record lows in unemployment, unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. 
you know, the workers without high school diplomas, the lowest unemployment rate. In- okay, there you go. So uh, essentially he's saying that uh, black and Hispanic people are uh, low educated and uh, don't have high school diplomas. And that's the way it is. And that's, that's how Joe Biden is. And if you don't believe me, listen to him talk. Because he's been doing that stuff uh, for a very long time. And then, of course, on Friday, he was on a, a conference call uh, with a, uh, a group of, uh, of rabbis and whatnot. And uh, it was a, uh, a Jewish audience. And, and here's what he said. He said that uh, he used to, he was raised in a synagogue. So he's Jewish. I, uh, I might say raised in uh, the uh, synagogues of my state. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm not. But back in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, Shalom was a home of countless friends for me. Okay, so not only when he was in Wilmington, Delaware, and he was going to the black church on Sunday after going to uh, the Catholic church on Sunday morning and then marching in civil rights movements in Wilmington, Delaware, because uh, William- Wilmington, Delaware was such a hotbed for civil rights activity in the 1960s. Uh, he was able to... <laughs> He was able to get all that done. But then it's kind of weird, uh, not that long ago, what was this, about uh, 2021, uh, he said he visited a, uh, a synagogue in uh, in Pittsburgh, and he never went. He, he never went. So here's another another fib. Well, so Pre- President Biden was speaking yesterday to Jewish leaders in advance of Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, and he was talking about the evils of anti-Semitism. He does a lot of this, uh, I'm a Jewish person on Rosh Hashanah. Isn't that interesting? Let me, let me play the... the the comment that President Biden make before we get into the response. Take a listen. I remember spending time at, the, you know, uh, go, going to uh, the, uh, you know, the Tree of Life synagogue, speaking with the man. It just, it just is amazing these things are happening, happening in America. So the problem is, as he said, President Biden did not actually visit this synagogue. Yeah, the executive that. director of the synagogue yeah. told the New York Post that this just didn't happen. Now, the White House says President Biden was referring to a phone call he made yeah. to the rabbi of the synagogue true. in 2019. And the rabbi just did issue a statement saying this did happen. President Biden called him to express condolences, uh, convey support in the fight against anti-Semitism, And this meant a lot to him. Still, Kate, President Biden said he spent time there. He, he remembered going there. And that, again, is not true no it's uh it's not true because he uh, he tends to lie a lot and uh, this one apparently has done a face plant as well uh this actually it's kind of funny because i was I had watching the news and i generally start preparing for my monday show right after my show on friday and so <laughs> So this is funny. This is CNN. CNN, okay, is in the pants with Joe Biden for for years and wants to see Joe Biden in the White House again. Although, although there are some cracks beginning to appear in the hull of the SS Titanic. But here is uh, CNN. This is on Friday. CNN admitting Joe Biden has a problem with the truth. This president has a, a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, no. his biography. He did no. it three times in one speech last month what? alone. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when yeah. he actually showed up about six hours yeah, later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days. But everything he says about policy and stuff, that's all true. Or he was born himself at the same <laughs> hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not, not the same hospital. Um, and, uh, and he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have... I think he's gone back and forth on whether he was circumcised or not. I, I'm not sure about that. I'll have to check on that one.
bunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was yeah. friends with, who was actually deceased at the time the conversation would have had to take place. And that's not all. There are some more serious ones, in, in my view. Uh, previously in his presidency, he claimed at one point he'd been arrested during a civil rights protest, when yeah. in other versions of the story... In he- Wilmington, where Martin Luther King marched... No. An officer had <laughs> taken him home uh, from a protest. Yeah. He said he had visited the, the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshippers were killed in a 2018 mass shooting. In there. fact, he'd actually spoken to the rabbi, uh, but never but never went. Um, and he, he's made a whole bunch of others, too. Uh, he said at one point, Republicans like to bring this up, he said that he used to drive a tractor trailer. Oh, yeah. He used to drive an 18-wheeler. <laughs> never happened. The White House later clarified he used to drive a school bus at one point for as a, as a job, briefly. School bus, of course, not an 18-wheeler. Wheeler. So whatever his intentions, whether it's, you know, foggy memory about stuff that's going on. Oh, no, I don't think it's foggy memory. It's... He's lying. In New York. I remember standing there the next day. That's a lie. It's so clear. This is Jim Gossip. Ground zero. Joe wasn't near. He lies because he only has lies for you. Accomplishments are did a joke. That's why. Gold star mom Joe lied. He did that too. He made her so upset that she cried. I remember that. Cause he only had lies for her. He's Jewish. bit of both. Whenever he tells a lie, everyone on his staff wonders why. No, they don't. Nothing Joe Biden says is true. What a day, what a day. We've got planned for you. We've got, uh, oh, oh, Ken Paxton was uh, exonerated uh, for uh, impeachment. He was impeached on 16 charge by rhinos in Texas. That was thrown out, and that was kind of a trial balloon for what they want to do to, to Donald Trump. Kind of the same modus operandi politically going on there. Uh, let's see. Oh, Kristen Welker interviewed Donald Trump over the weekend and tried it. I mean, every Democrat talking point on him didn't work so well uh, and and much more. Uh, here's a number if you want to chime in. 800-922-6680. Coming up at literally, I've got uh, the tells. Literally, they, they've discovered the tells of when Joe Biden is lying. There are several things that he says. You probably know them. I'm going to tell you what they are. And uh, and then also, again, your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. I say raised in the, the uh, synagogue of my state 
Yeah, there you go. That's Joe Biden uh, saying that he was raised in a synagogue after being raised by Filipinos, after being raised in a black church. As to, you know, just he he uh, he conveniently becomes the people he's speaking to. That's what Joe Biden does. He he was uh, at a truck factory not too long ago. He said he drove a truck. <laughs> it is uh, it is really just it's kind of funny. Here's actually Donald Trump talking to Kristen Welker. Oh, by the way, we played Jimi Hendrix. I didn't. Uh, Brian, my fabulous producer at WCBM and Balmer, where I'm going to be in November, he said, uh, we're playing uh, Jimi Hendrix bump because this is the uh, the anniversary of Jimi Hendrix passing. He died on this day. Are you ready for it? 1970. 1970. Jimi Hendrix uh, passed away. He died of a drug overdose, like so many at the age of 27. And it's kind of strange because uh, over the weekend, Amy Winehouse, celebrated well she didn't celebrate because she did uh her 40th her 40th birthday would have been this weekend isn't that kind of hard to believe 27 27 kurt cobain 27 amy winehouse 27 uh jimmy hendrix 27 uh, mama Cass 27 you know the curse of the 27 as it were so uh, anyway jimmy hendrix i listen to a lot of jimmy hendrix actually uh, a lot for his guitar but also for his drummer just amazing amazing but anyway joe biden uh like I said, said that he was uh, uh, Jewish over the weekend. <laughs> and here is Donald Trump interviewed by Kristen Welker, the new host of Meet the Press, who uh, started off her tenure with a bang, uh, talking about Joe Biden lying. Could I say one thing? Look at all the lies he's told over the last couple of weeks. He said he was at the World Trade Center, and he wasn't. wasn't there. He said he flew airplanes, no, right? He, did he didn't. He said he drove trucks. And he didn't. Everything he says is like a lie. It's terrible. Mr. President. He said Bidenomics is working. His handicap is enough. He said he's a six. He's not a six. I want to stay focused on you. Of course you do, because he's telling the truth, Kristen. For the purposes of this interview, okay? Because it's important that we hear from you about all of this. Well, I'd like you to, but you keep interrupting me. You keep interrupting me. What are you doing? Ah, See what I mean? Donald Trump is more Jewish than, uh, than Joe Biden will ever be. Honestly, have you heard his stand-up? Have you heard him do, uh, you know, he's like, this guy, he, he, the biggest lie he ever did was his handicap in golf. He says he's a six. Have you seen his swing? See? Donald Trump, uh, he could get away with saying that he was uh, raised in a synagogue. Joe Biden, not so much. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, Noah Rothman of the National Review. And, you know, National Review is uh, occasionally spot on, usually uh, kind of leaning in the opposite direction. But uh, here are some of the things that Joe Biden says that uh, should be a tell. I mean, if you hear these things, you know he's going to be lying about something. And this is true, by the way. You think this is funny. It is, but it's true. Listen to this. He, he, he quote, this is a quote here. This is an Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. He said, I may be a practicing Catholic, but I used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school, then in college before I went to black church, he said. And then he said the words, are you ready? Not a joke. Whenever he says not a joke, that means he's lying to you. If he was playing poker, you know, like, I've got the best hand, not a joke, then you get, put everything on the table. Put everything on the table. So uh, he told his, he said he was raised by synagogues in his state, assuring uh, the audience, uh, you think I'm kidding? I'm not. That's what he said about the synagogue statement over the weekend. So not a joke. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Biden tags mendacities of greater import than his personal biography with his not a joke formulation. They told us getting inflation under control in order to do it, we had to lower wages and increase unemployment. Not a joke, he said, on the anniversary of the inflation reduction pass uh, uh, bill. Remember that? 
Yep. So he, he does he does that. Um, he also, whenever he uses the word Joey, when he's talking about somebody in his life who calls him Joey, like his Uncle Frank. His Uncle Frank, he said, I got elected vice president. He said, Joey, Uncle Frank, he fought in the Battle of the Bulge, said his uncle joined up to serve the day after Pearl Harbor was attacked. The only problem is Frank Biden did not volunteer after Pearl Harbor. He joined in July of 1941. No record of him fighting in the Battle of the Bulge. But he's got to make his life better than it is. Yeah. So whenever he has Joey, you're going to go, oh, okay. And then the other tell, when he's telling a lie, is when he, are you ready for this? When he says, my, I give you my word as a Biden, which, I mean, this stuff writes itself, right? I give you my word. When you hear, I give you my word as a Biden, uh, do not shake that hand. Do not sign any paper after he says that he said that in a tweet in uh, September of 2021 and he said I give you my word as a Biden if you make under $400,000 a year I will never raise your taxes so there you go not a joke Joey or I give you word as a Biden those are all tells that Joe Biden is lying and I want to add one to that list whenever he opens his mouth and talks it's most probably going to be a lie thought you should know we're going to take a break and come back this is the rob carson show hey guys it's carson proud to introduce a new podcast sponsor vault us gold vault us gold is a new breed of gold dealer they've been in the industry for years and they hate the questionable sales tricks and tactics some dealers use vault us gold was created to offer fair and honest deals to their customers what makes them different well First, they don't pay their salespeople commissions so they can focus on helping you, not lining their own pockets. Second, your needs are a priority. They ask you about your preferences, tolerance for risk, and ultimate goals. They create a custom written proposal that details exactly what you are buying and the current price. Few dealers are that transparent because they don't want you to see their huge markups. And if you're thinking about adding gold to your IRA account, this is the right team. They're specialists in gold IRAs. Give Vault U.S. Gold a call at 833-511-4653. That's 833-511-4653. Mention you heard about them on my show for a free gift or visit them online at www.vaultusgold.com. That's vaultusgold.com. That would be Philip Sace, S-A-Y-C-E. I did a lot of uh, listening to music this weekend. When I was driving around doing stuff and, and watching football, watching a lot of football, I'm very blessed because I'm uh, married to someone who loves uh, NFL football and Metallica. I know, I know, I know. Occasionally, she'll, you know, I'll have to watch a chick flick. You know, the other night she tried me to get to watch You Got Mail, and I said, no, mm, no. But, uh, but generally, like Friday, uh, she decides, we're sitting there on the couch, and she's like, uh, you know, let's just watch uh, Fast and Furious 10. Okay, all right, sure, you know. Uh, and so Fast and Furious 10, uh, any of you love Fast and Furious 10? I, I think it's great. I was watching it, uh, and obviously there's a point in any Fast and Furious movie that you go, okay, uh, just realize this is so unbelievably uh, unrealistic that it's laughable. 
So just enjoy the movie anyway, as Vin Diesel backs his charger out of a plane at 10,000 feet and lands on another car and drives off. Just realize that that probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, it, 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 uh, the, the, the Fast and Furious franchise is quickly becoming Sharknado. It, 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 this, this movie... I mean, I sat through, I watched the whole movie, and I said, sure. And then there were some other characters who came back after they supposedly died, and one of them came back in such a way that you're just like, okay, Sharknado. It's, it's Sharknado. So we watched the movie, uh, and uh, kind of went, okay. And the Expendables look believable. <clears throat> With, uh, you know, Sliced Alone performing stunts at 70. It was more realistic than, than Fast and the Furious 10X. Which, I mean, they even, in Seven, they, they, there was a scene where they took a, you know, $250,000 million car, whatever, jumped from one building to another, dropped like 30 floors to the next building, then landed and drove on the floor. That was realistic compared to Fast and the Furious 10. Uh, and we paid for it, but, you know, it, it's better than a chick flick, so I'll, uh, I'll deal with it. Let's go to Gina in Fredericksburg, Virginia. She'll be the first caller of the week. Gina, hello and welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, um, I'll make this quick. Um, letting him anywhere near kids on a school bus is frightening, and the wheels on the bus go round and round could be Jim's new song that he parodies. Now, you're talking about all the lies that Joe Biden has told, including apparently he said that he was a truck driver, but in fact, he actually had only driven a school bus. And Gina, if you may remember last week, I, I said that we have, uh, uh, you know, a, a senator in the Senate who cannot go to the bathroom by herself, another senator who speaks in a series of grunts and can't understand English, a president who doesn't know which way is up, uh, and also a speaker uh, or the uh, minority leader in the Senate. None of those people you would allow to drive your kids home from school gina and uh and yet <laughs> isn't it funny though and by the way great idea for a song i like uh, wheels on the on the bus it's a great idea yeah, um, <laughs> what did you think about this weekend and and what do you think about the media's sudden honesty with regard to joe biden and his propensity to lie and his physical health is declining what do you what does that say to you gina uh, well, what is said to me many years ago was that he shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know, yeah. not only not qualified, but obviously his health has, you know, just tanked. Yeah. Well, it's becoming uh, more than obvious, and I guess to you and to me, it's not a surprise, but to a lot of people it is. But um, I think well, I think is, the wheels on the Biden... Yeah. Exactly. The wheels on the Biden bus are not going round and round. They're coming off. So uh, thanks for the call, Gina. I appreciate it. Have a good week. Listen to this. <clears throat> One third of voters think Biden would finish a second term as president. So more than half of Americans uh, think that uh, Joe Biden, one third feel that Joe Biden could serve another four years in office. So CBS YouGov says that if Joe Biden won a second term, uh, one third don't believe he would be able to serve it, which means that those people I don't believe would vote for Joe Biden. I guess it kind of depends on who the, uh, the VP is going to be. But, uh, yeah, one-third of Americans say they don't think that Joe Biden would survive a, uh, a second term in office. I, you know, and this is why he won't be the candidate. I said that, no, three years ago. But uh, there is that. Other polling here, Americans trust Donald Trump to handle the economy more than Joe Biden. 
That includes independent voters. This is from Suffolk University Sawyer Business School. 59% of Americans disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy. Perhaps that is worse for the 80-year-old president is the fact that 67% listen of independence. If you lose independence, it's over, right? Isn't that it? 67% of independents, one-third of Democrats, believe the economy is actively getting worse under his leadership. 47% said they trust Trump to make the economy better. You know why? Because uh, he did. And because everything that Joe Biden turns to crap, it's called the crap touch. I came up with that a couple years ago. That gap is even wider on independence. Independence. So uh, since February 2021, food prices have gone up 20%. I would venture to say they've gone up a lot more than that because uh, I just bet $170 at uh, Walmart the other day, and I got nothing. I had to buy paper for my printer. That was a big one. You know, you got to go these these uh, trips to the store. They become more expensive, like we need shampoo, and you need, uh, you know, that stuff, and medicine and things like that. The, the paper for my printer, I used to be able to get a double ream, which is something... Hunter Biden used to pay for uh, a double ream, and uh, it was uh, five packs of paper, right? It, it was ten altogether. So I could get ten reams of paper, a double ream, as uh, Hunter Biden used to call it, um, and it would cost me $28. Now to get five reams of paper, it costs $26. So I used to be able to get ten for 28 and now I get five for 26 and they had the 10 on sale for $53, which used to be $28. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you go ahead and keep telling yourself that the grocery prices and whatnot have only gone up 19%. Uh, and then also data shows Americans suffered the biggest drop in household income in over a decade. During uh, Biden's presidency, the real median income dropped 2.3%. Then there's another, you ready for another poll? Polling, bowling, bowling. You know what I'm doing? I'm doing uh, something that maybe Lauren Boebert would do. I'm doing a pole dance here today on the, <laughs> on the show. It's a joke. It's a throwaway line. <sighs> President Donald Trump earned a commanding victory in the Family Research Council's Pray the Vote Summit. Saw some of that. They did a straw poll in uh, D.C. on Saturday, receiving 64% of the vote. So Trump's 63.9% saw him uh, 36 points higher than his uh, next closest challenger, Ron DeSantis, who received 27%. Uh, Mike Pence came in third. Mike Pence over the weekend said that if uh, if Ukraine loses the war, we're going to have to send our troops in to fight Russia. He said it. Yeah, that's why Mike Pence will never be the president. Never had a chance, actually. Uh, Tim Scott in fourth, Vivek Ramaswamy in, uh, in fifth place. But right now, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's still way out in front. Uh, Donald Trump is still way out in front. And then, uh, let me see, da -da 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 -da. this one is, uh, is this the same one? Da -da -da. I'm looking at a bunch of different polls here. So, um, uh, 60% Ron DeSantis. Yeah, I think that's the same poll. Oh, and then there's this. This is this. <clears throat> this is kind of interesting. This is why, you know, the four indictments, this is why the uh, relentless hounding, this is why the interview with uh, Kristen Welker, Donald Trump, did this weekend, she tried to get everything, tried to get everything. She got nothing. The only thing they're going to get is great ratings out of it. But a new Reuters poll has Trump winning the 2024 rematch against Biden in electoral landslide, 312 to 226. Okay? 
So this Reuters Ipsos poll, which is, I mean, not skewed toward conserv- conservative, uh, from September the 8th through the 14th surveyed uh, 4,400 adults, showed Trump leading in all of the seven most crucial states that determined the 2020 presidential uh, election, like Arizona. No shenanigans there. Georgia, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Nevada, North Carolina, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. In all seven states, Trump crushed the employ- uh, the tr- crushed Biden by six, 41 to 35. So with that, uh, Reuters is now saying that Trump could win uh, a rematch in, the ex- in an electoral a landslide, 312 to 226. Kind of like the one that was happening in 2020 before they stopped counting the votes in five battleground states. I just, it was, a, it was in there. There was a uh, water main break or something, I guess. And so there's that. And then one other, one other stat. I don't want to get lost in stats here because stats can mean kind of meh. According to the Census Bureau, uh, Biden's child poverty rate in the United States has doubled in a year. So this is known as the Supplemental Poverty Measure. America's child poverty rate has doubled from 2021 to 2022. The rate was 5.2%. Now it is 12.4%. Still believe in Bidenomics? Yeah, that's why nobody believes Bidenomics, because they all get it. The Wall Street Journal said the annual census tell the real story of Bidenomics, a gusher of unprecedented and unnecessary social welfare spending helped to produce the highest inflation in 40 years that has made Americans poorer. The last thing Congress should do is heed Mr. Biden's demand to do it all over again. Last week, the Bureau of Labor Statistics noted that uh, 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 multiple cost increases to consumers, the energy index rose 5.6% in August after increasing 0.1% in July. Gas, if you filled your car up, I filled a buck up with, this, with, uh, with gas when I drove to Council Bluffs, Iowa. I had to fill them up, and gas was just shy of $4 a gallon. Uh, when Donald Trump was the president, I remember the last I was a dollar eighty-seven. So when you're uh, living paycheck to paycheck and you're uh, literally shopping at the dollar store for your groceries to get hamburger helper and make it without hamburger because you know it's not too bad without the hamburger, <laughs> as Randy Quaid said in the movie Vacation. Uh, this is uh, uh, Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan Chase. He says that uh, we are uh, we really are at a major economic tipping point, and things are going to get even worse as Americans lose their jobs. Yeah, the numbers have gotten so bad that even he can see that big trouble is rapidly approaching. So, actually, no, that wasn't Jamie Dimon. That was Michael Snyder who said that, and uh, Jamie Dimon actually uh, quoted that. So, yeah, you know. Things aren't uh, things aren't going so well for uh, for the United States right now and, and for the economy and and you're feeling it as much as I am and I talked to a lot of people this weekend at the wedding you know it was a, uh, a middle class wedding and uh, it was a celebration of uh, two young people who decided to spend their lives together which I think is amazing and had a chance to uh, talk to a lot of folks and uh, talk about business and. There's a lot of suffering going on. There's a lot of people working extra jobs. There's a lot of people who uh, don't know how to afford formula, let alone afford uh, utilities. And, uh, and the cost of business has gone through the ceiling. It's absolutely gone to the ceiling. Gone through the ceiling. Uh, Donald Trump uh, did speak this weekend at that uh, conference I was talking about on uh, Friday. And it's kind of interesting. And I tweeted on, uh, on social media. And I said, it's kind of strange when you live in a country where a campaign promise is to release political prisoners. I kind of, I don't think I've ever heard that before. 
I don't believe that I've ever heard a presidential candidate say that one of his goals <laughs> is to release political prisoners. And we do have political prisoners. Uh, many of the January the 6th prisoners uh, have been in jail for 900 days without a trial. Uh, uh, exculpatory video evidence has been withheld from many of the defendants. And, uh, and then, of course, the uh, uh, unbelievable sentences of people like Joe Biggs and uh, Enrique Terrio, even though he wasn't there, and the FBI said there wasn't an insurrection because there were no weapons and other things. But here is, uh, here is Donald Trump, a first I've never heard before, promising to free, relig- uh, free political prisoners. These Marxists and Stalinists and the administration got a Washington, D.C. jury to convict five pro-life activists who are now facing up to 11 years in prison for simple acts of protest. Yeah. You read all about it, you hear all about it, and you talk all about it. Under Biden, others are being sentenced. I got sentenced to Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube jail for, uh, for dissenting. 10, 15, and even 20 years in prison for yeah. retribution for their political beliefs. While Antifa and other groups burned down cities like Portland. Yeah, where are the high-profile verdicts and sentences for all of that? I haven't seen it. Like Minneapolis. Yeah, burned down. They went into Seattle. What they did in Seattle was um, they basically took over a big percentage of the city. They kill people, they loot, they plunder, and they go free. Yeah, pretty much. The political repression is immoral, and it's very, very un-American, and it's very dangerous for them to be playing that game. To reverse these cruel travesties of justice, tonight I'm announcing that the moment I win the election, I will appoint a special task force to rapidly review the cases of every political prisoner who's been unjustly persecuted by the yeah, this is all part of the retribution that he's talking about, by the way, in case you wanted to know. We're going to take a break and come back. You are listening to a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. As part of the uh, descent into uh, incivility that's been happening uh, across our country, Chuck Schumer, rather than telling John Fetterman, whose brain doesn't work, that he needs to get dressed up to vote in the Senate, what Chuck Schumer did was he decided to relax the dress code for members of the Senate. Did you know that? He has axed the dress code, and by the way, that's gotten rid of, not uh, a question for the Democrats in the audience. He axed, not axed, like axed you a question. He axed the dress code that requires legislators to wear professional attire on the Senate floor. Yeah, Schumer uh, quietly directed the Senate sergeant-at-arms to stop enforcing the dress code that mandates male senators wear a jacket and tie and female senators uh, a dress or other business wear on the floor. However, pages and assistants and all the kids who work there, they're going to have to get dressed up for this. They're going to have to get all dressed up. So uh, John Fetterman's attire in the Senate perfectly summarizes Democrats' lack of respect for Americans and our institutions. Agreed, conservative comedian Tim Young said. Uh, Senator Peter Welch from Vermont, who's a Democrat, said he's setting a new dress code. He was struggling, and now he's a joyful person to be around. Um, How would you feel if your airline pilot got on your plane wearing uh, hoodies and, uh, uh, you know, Nikes with no socks? And a tank top. Do you feel good about that? Would you get on that plane and say, okay, we're cool. 
How about your police officer? How about that? Your police officer shows up wearing a hoodie and shorts. Sure. I knew a man, John Fetterman, who likes to dress in worn out clothes. Looks homeless. He looks homeless, by the way. Will he wear a hoodie on the Senate floor? Nobody knows. This is pretty bad. I mean, really bad. He won't wear a tie. Can't tie a tie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes, he dresses like a bum. Or a slob. Or a homeless person. Schumer ignored Senate decency. Dress code. What else are they gonna do? Gym shorts and ratty tennis shoes. That's the Fetterman mode. I don't even dress like that when I do the show. Speaking's a strain. Cause he has no brain. Someone beg him, resign, please. Mr. John Fetterman. Very nice. Jim Gossett. Go away. Go away. By the way, Jim Gossett's going to be on stage with me on November the 16th in Baltimore, the Pikesville Doubletree. We're doing it again. Go to WCBM.com to register if you'd like to be able to go. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.